morning, afternoon, night. This is We Are Not Prepared, and we are your hosts, Byron and Mark Ivey. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode, a long overdue episode of We, Byron, We Are, he forgot the words, Are Not Prepared. Good grief, Byron. Byron's not here. Um, I just found out that he's going to the airport. So I'm trying my first solo pod of all time. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. And he's not flying either. I asked, you're going to the airport. How did you not know you were flying when we scheduled this uh, podcast? He's like, well, I'm not flying. I was like, what? Okay. Who goes to the... Let's just start with that. Since this is We Are Not Prepared. These days, who goes to the airport unless you're flying? You know, I mean, there's... First off, you can't get... I'm pretty sure you can't even get through the security line. So it's not like you're seeing someone off at the gate. You're really just seeing them make their way through a 500-person line to get security checks. So I don't know what he's doing. Um, you got Uber, too. I mean, if, if anyone that – I guess that's – this is what I'm saying, a public service announcement. If anyone is calling a friend in for a favor or a loved one for a favor to, to go to the airport, say here's 15 bucks take an uber let me sleep in you know that's what i do i'm blind and i and i go to the airport by myself first time i first time i flew by myself was uh uh it was probably like 10 years ago i was like 20 23 24 years old and uh and i take an uber it's like a 6 a.m flight it's so early and so i take an uber and i get in uh, I say I get in, I get dropped off and I was like, is this the Southwest, uh, gate? And we, you know, he didn't, we, we were not communicating well. He did not speak English. Um, and I, I do speak English and, um, yeah. So he's like, I think, and so I get out and I'm looking around. I'm like, well, let's just try to find a door. So I have my cane, I have my luggage, uh, and I like, uh, it's like, uh, I think people are disappearing. looks like people are disappearing over there. In, inside a building. Let's go over there. And then I come up to, uh, this is just a journey of a blind man. This is really everyday stuff. We get out of the car and that's what's on our mind is how do we get in? <laughs> how, how do we get in this big place? And so it looks like people are disappearing over there. I walk over there, sure enough. But it's, it's a uh, blind person's worst nightmare. The carousel door. The revolving door. Russian roulette, if you will, for a blind person, you jump in there and you just, you're, you're on for the ride. I missed, I missed the opening twice, but I felt the AC blowing on me. So I was like, ah, there it was. I'll be ready next time. And then it comes around again. I kind of dive off like I'm jumping off a boat and everyone's just like, what is this guy doing? But now I'm in baby. I'm in. And believe it or not, right in front of Southwest. So I, excuse me, Delta flew Delta this time. I'll tell you why I know that. So I was told if you are blind and you are flying alone, uh, ask for assistance and they will bring someone to you and you will basically get to cut all the lines and just get fast tracked all the way to your gate. And I was like, sweet. 
And so I asked for assistance. Sure enough, someone comes with a, uh, they got a wheelchair. And I am new at being blind at this point. I'm 33 now. I've, you know, I'm coming up on, yeah, about 15 years of, of blindness or so. But at this point, I'm just now like using my, I don't really use my cane much. I'm just using it in the airport because, you know, it's such an unknown territory and, you know, I feel vulnerable in there. Um, and so I didn't know the rules. I was like, all right, I guess I'd sit down in this thing. So I just sit down and, uh, like an idiot, I get my cane out. And so now this guy's pushing me and it's like halfway to the gate till I realized like, I'm like, why do I also have my cane out? Like, what are people thinking is going on is like they walk by and they're like, oh my gosh, that's a blind man in a, in a wheelchair. Why has he got his cane out? He's got someone pushing him. So I already feel like a moron. So anyways, fast forward, get on the plane. Uh, well, no, don't get on the plane. Hold. Forgot an important part of this piece. Um, well, not so important. There was a lady who looked to be possibly 100 just getting down on a Schlotzky sandwich. And this sweet little lady said, young man, would you like half of my original with no olives? And I said, yes, ma'am, I would. Where did you find Shalotsky's at 6 a.m.? She was like, right behind you. Sure enough, Shalotsky's was open, making originals at 6 a.m. That's dedication, ladies and gentlemen. While you're getting up at 7, brushing your teeth, there's people making originals at the Will Rogers Airport. And uh, I ate half that sandwich, and it was delicious. And then God wasn't done. He tapped me on the shoulder again and said, hey, Mark, it's still your lucky day. How would you like first class? Oh, my gosh. And I'm telling you all, if, I mean, I don't recommend going blind, but if you ever do, if you're thinking about it and you're just making a pros and cons list, a cane will get you first class. Like if they need to upgrade and they take a peek out, take a peek out into all the peasants waiting and they see a cane, they'll go, let's go help out that, that poor son of a gun, that blind feller, see if he wants first class. And I did. And uh, I hadn't flown first class, and it was awesome. I sit in there and just kind of, you know, people are walking by. I'm like, that's where I keep walking. And I can't, can't sit up here. Well, Forrest Gump, I think. Seat's taken. Keep moving. And they did. And so it keeps getting better. Um, I had that Schlotzky sandwich, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to turn down free food. And that's exactly what they gave me in first class. I was going to D.C., uh, and uh, – I got, I got free breakfast, got the most delicious cup of orange juice, and it was sitting in my little, your little mini cup holder, you know? You can't trust that thing, though. If you get turbulence, hold on to that cup, because it's going to be flying. Um, that orange juice is important, because as it was sitting there, and I, hand to God to this day, I, I stick by the story. That's where the orange juice was. It was where it's supposed to be. And then someone comes walking by to go to the restroom. And it's not, I will never judge a person's, a person's shape, especially when I couldn't see him. But I can only assume that uh, it was a big one. It was a big person. I did not mean to be rude. Um, it was as if, uh, you know, like the bank, when, when the thing's sliding up the, that uh, clear tube, like, and then, the, you know, the bank teller. It was like he it was a little too big of a capsule trying to shoot up that 
that thing. And then, you know, you would, when you, when the person would get by your aisle, you could like the momentum would be like, I'm like, Ooh, he got by me, but then you have to do it for the next aisle, the next aisle. So the big person he's by. And after I'm like, okay, that's over. Where's my orange juice. I have no idea where my orange juice is. And as, as that person was getting by, I did kind of shift myself. So I was just kind of like, you know, he was only bumping up against my tray and like the, the seat. Um, I was on the aisle, uh, the, the armrest and whatnot. So I was kind of turned to where my shoulder, my left shoulder was kind of facing the middle, you know, that little, the little lock where you lock your upright, put the tray in the upright position. Yeah. Um, I'll put you in the upright position. Hey. Uh, and so um, that's where kind of my body's shifted. My, my, my shoulders facing that thing. So then I come back around and I can't find more shoes. Where's more shoes. And I'm wearing a suit. So where what the reason why is, is for work, and we're going to do this, um, you know, uh, where blind folks go and lobby on on Capitol Hill about things that are important to us. So I had a suit on because my dad always taught me, which was a great rule until what I'm about to tell you. If you got to wear a suit on your trip, wear the suit on the plane, so you don't have to fold it. You're not worrying about you know is your is your jacket and your pants getting all crushed up in the in the in the suitcase. Just wear it, and. Um, so I was wearing it and I can't find my orange juice. Now I'm standing up and I'm like looking around. I'm not wet. And then my elbow kind of hits my side pocket of my suit. No lie. That orange juice spilled into my side pocket of my sports coat and not cups gone. I don't know where the cup is, but the orange juice is in there because of this person. And now I got a cup full of orange juice and I don't know what to do. So I hit, I hit the, I actually, I, it was, I was the only one in my row. I couldn't find the little ding thing to make your person come here. So I started going, Hey, cause you know, you're in first class, you're already up there. And I think you're allowed to go, Hey, we don't have to press the button up there. Privilege, you know? Uh, and so they, this, this lady comes and I tell you what, Houdini, she takes my jacket. She gets club soda by the, by the time we land, that thing is sparkling, looking 10 times better than it did before. Um, so, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my first time flying by myself. I don't know why I needed to tell you that, but I did. Back to the Uber point. Uber into the airport, you know, you need to schedule that bad boy. I don't know if you all know you can schedule Ubers, but the night before you might pay a couple extra bucks extra, but, uh, but schedule that bad boy. Cause it does get a little dicey when you're trying to snag an Uber and you can't miss a flight. Um, but you know, Uber, Uber's the best for, for a blind person. I've been Ubering since that thing. I, I Ubered so much when, when it came into town, felt like about 10 years ago, I was living in Edmond at the time. And the first month of me Ubering, it was the same dude every time. Like, it's like they only had two drivers, but anyways, um, Man, I should do a podcast on just Uber stories one time, uh, just a list of Uber, my Uber experiences. This, this happened about a week ago. I get in, get into the Uber and, um, for anyone, I'm acting like everyone knows who I am or that anyone's even listening, but I see about 10 degrees compared to like your typical 180. So it's like looking through paper towel rolls. So it's, I have tunnel vision and, um, and through that tunnel vision, I can see pretty well 
if the environment's right. Like, you know, I, I can't have a bunch of natural light shining right in my face or if it's real dark, I don't see well. But I can read my phone and I can make out certain things in front of me. So I was looking in front of me. I'm in the back of this car. It's just, you know, your normal, just like a Honda Civic. And uh, there's like, it, it looks as if it's uh, like bars, like a cage. It's like a cage, like in a cop car, keeping. And I was like, Dad, gum. This this lady named Birdie. Don't forget a name like Birdie. And you know what? Birdie's growing on me. I might have another daughter just to name her Birdie. Um, Birdie Ivy. Now, if my last name wasn't Ivy, I don't know if I like Birdie. Birdie Ivy. You know, like if your last name's, you know, Hill, Birdie Hill. I kind of like that too. Maybe Birdie works with anything. Hmm. All right. Store that one away. Um, well, oh yeah, the cage in, in Birdie's car. So I was like, it's odd. And so, uh, and I don't notice this to about five minutes in. So I'm like, I'm going to ask what, what in the good Lord's name happened for you to, to have this thing, you know, you know, shimmied, shimmied together, put up, I mean, it wasn't done well. Uh, and so I'm about to ask her, like, do you have some crazy experience with it, with a driver and a rider? And right when I about do that, it's, I just, <laughs> and it just, my heart exploded. It was a pit bull in the riding shotgun that started just getting after. It. And she, at, Birdie just go, Oh, uh, what was the dog's name? Uh, Oh, uh, Zeus. The dog's name was Zeus. And she goes, oh, Zeus, stop it. She goes, she's, uh, he does that with like everyone or whatever. I was like, everyone, ma'am, first off, you, you know, I'm blind, Birdie. Tell me you got a pit bull. Tell me you have a dog, you know, in, in the front. And if he does that to everyone, why is he in the car with, you know, a cage keeping him from eating my face? I hate when people do <laughs> when people you walk into someone's home and they do that stuff. They're like, you know, like oh, he's he's like that, you know, with with everyone. He he won't hurt you, but just you know, uh, don't get in his space or like don't look at him. They start like telling you all these things to do, and it's like, well, it sounds like uh, either he or I should not be in the same room together. If those are all, if all the like you can't pet your dog, nah, I wouldn't pet him. You know, he don't like when people pet you. Okay, cool dog. Um, so that, that was funny. I had, and this happened, this one's one of my, you know what? So Uber ride. So I get in the car, he picks me up from my house. I was going to a work meeting, open the car, I get in, he starts driving and immediately I'm like, okay, are you like, in my head, I'm like, is this guy smoking pot like right now? Cause like you could, it was, it was there. And I, and I, so I go, I go, sir, are you, are you just like smoking right now? And he goes, relax, buddy. I put it out. This is this Russian guy. I don't know how my Russian voice is. Relax, buddy. I put it out. And I was like, yeah, but now you're high. <laughs> I mean, that's, listen, I don't, I'm not some, I don't, I don't have anything in spot or, you know, if you got your, whatever, but you are now under the influence. Sorry to go dad on you, but I mean, that is technically like, you know, you're, you're chugging a cocktail and then just throw it out. But now you're, you know, I don't know, even know why I'm having to explain this. It's common sense. 
And he goes, yeah, relax. I put it out. And then he goes, he goes, sit back. I take it slow. And boy, did he. Too slow. Dangerously sh- slow. And he got it together. But uh, really, the traffic just played in his favor. So maybe he didn't get it together. But hindsight being 2020, uh, every time I say that, I'm like, boy, I wish I had 2020 vision. I might stop using hindsight being 2020 because that just makes me sad. Anyways, hindsight being 2020, shouldn't have, shouldn't have stayed in the car. It's just been like, you know what, man? Well, yeah, let's let's get out of here. Because also, I'm going to an external meeting, and I don't want to reek. You know what I mean? Like, remember that blind guy who was just stoned coming to that meeting? No, I don't want that. So it's like I had to give a public service announcement when I got to the meeting. It's like, hey, everyone, just so you know. Which then I, after that, I got real. I was like, well, maybe that wasn't the call. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because everyone was like, okay. Uh, you didn't smell, but now we're wondering. Um, so anyways, I'm talking to the sewer driver <laughs> and I start talking about Putin or what his thoughts are on Putin. If you have little ones, since this is a huge children's show, uh, there is, there are a few naughty words, but here we go. This is my Uber driver. No, I mean, I, I, I understand you saying that, if that makes sense. Yeah, look, it's like people tell me, oh, he's corrupt. And I'm like, and the politicians are corrupt. Yeah, all politicians are corrupt. You know, he's just smarter than all of them. You know what I mean? Not all politicians murder people. <laughs> okay, but so your politicians are just <laughs> on mine sometimes. You know what I mean? And do you understand why Russians would like that? <laughs> I did. You know? Did. You just you just told me another reason why I like this. He ain't a bitch. He's got to take somebody out. He won't take him out. Don't f*** with Uncle Putin. You know, and that's how we want everybody to think of Russians. We're okay with that. What about we Zelensky? Think? Zelensky? He's an actor. <laughs> He's an actor. <laughs> Don't I love... First off, wow. Second, <laughs> second of off... Uh, Calling him Uncle Putin. I mean, you can't call him anything but Uncle Putin now. That's just the greatest. And and I love how he he acknowledges. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Politicians politicians are corrupt, but our our leader is not murdering everyone that he doesn't like, you know. And then he doesn't he doesn't argue that at all. If you notice, he goes he goes uh, he parlays it. He goes he goes yeah, he's a tough guy. <laughs> he's a tough guy. <laughs> Anyways, um maybe maybe we can do a uh do a show on on Mark's Uber the last 10 years of my Ubers cuz there are some dandies. Um I just peered down at the clock. I'm going to call this a wrap for for the first solo pod. And um I'm not going to lie, it felt kind of good as if I may not need Hi, Ren. Hmm. You know what? I'll let our two listeners decide if if we should bring him back. Um, I didn't leave you with any wisdom. That is where Byron Byron can pull out. You know, he's he's the Houdini of wisdom. He can start somewhere and just dig himself out of whatever you know he's talking about, and by the end of it, you're like, hmm. Now I'll be thinking of that the entire day. So I don't have any deep wisdom for you. I do. Something happened to me yesterday. Um, I'm being, I'm not being funny about 
I'll just, here's what happened. So as a blind person, this is a, uh, this is just for anyone who listens, who comes across a blind person, please don't touch us. I went to this networking thing yesterday and I got physically moved twice and I don't know how to, like, you don't have, this sounds like I'm saying you, but you all don't have consent, my consent to touch me. You know what I mean? And so the reason I didn't never get angry about it, like inside the inside of you boils because it is a unpleasant feeling of being physically moved. Right. Um, if you ever close your eyes and someone like just does that, even if it's planned, you'll get a sense of like why that doesn't feel well. So inside I'm screaming, but the outside of me has to like, it's almost as if I feel a responsibility for all the other blind people and all the other sighted people who are willing to help. Cause you have to remember, or I have to remember that person may have never came across a blind person, right? A person who was blind. Um, and they, that's how they're trying to help. So if I get myself down on that level, then that makes me almost an educator of like, Hey, just let me ask me if I need assistance or help. And then if I say yes, just so you know, a blind person will always grab your elbow and then you get to lead them without touching them or, you know, worrying about, you know, well, there's a pole you know, I'm going to shift your body to the right. Well, my cane's going to find that pole five feet before I do. And so like explaining some of that stuff lets them understand too that um, first like, oh, wow. So they, you know, that's how a blind person gets around. Because to me, it just sounds almost ignorant, but I'm living it every day. They are not. Before I lost my vision, I probably would have done the same thing. But the way it makes me feel inside and how often it happens, um, yeah, just a just an announcement. Don't touch us. Hey, we're not touching faces anymore. We knocked that off in the '80s, okay? So we're not touching you. Can't touch us. Or, as Byron might say, why are we all not just touching each other? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Mark Ivy. Thank you so much for uh, getting through this with me. I'll see you next time. Bye. We're gonna have a good